Well, thanks for another coming to another episode of Midnight Table Talk. Uh, today we have Jen. Hi, Jen. Hey. Oh Thank yeah, you Dan's so much here. for having me. If oh, no I problem. if I beat a cop with a sock full of quarters and the sock rips, is that also bribery? That's bribery. I was just getting ready to say that. That is a hundred percent bribing that cop. Okay, do you well, pick yeah. up the money like like a pinata? Do you pick it up and run, or do you let I mean, have some of it? If I run away and the, I leave oh. the quarters there and the cops there, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, I mean, that's technically giving him the money. It is. So, you know, I love the visuals of this of you being blindfolded and just swinging a sock full of quarters around <laughs> and hitting a cop and it ripping and the cops chasing you. Not because yeah. you assaulted him, but because you tried to bribe him. Right, because he wants more quarters. Yeah, I mean more quarters. If you get caught, that means like you go to double jail. Double jail. <laughs> That's the worst kind of jail. You got to bribe your way out of jail. That's a lot of quarters. That's a lot. Of and well, if it's well, all right. Well, so here's a question: Do you replace quarters with cigarettes in jail? Hmm. Do you beat somebody with a sock full of cigarettes? I mean, you did. <laughs> that was effective. Up a lot of sock cigarettes in that sock. Yeah, there's a lot in well, there. Like, well, it's like the black hole principle, right? If you if it gets dense enough, you'll get you can do something with. It. So you need you know, gotta get really good at crushing cigarettes with your bare hands. <laughs> with your bare hands. Yeah. Um, literally hands made out of bare paws. Anyway, so um, we're so today we're on the show. Jen's on the show. We uh, we're talking about uh, separating the art from the artist. Um, this is a, this is a pretty this is a pretty big topic. Uh, when you look at it online, you see a lot of people that are very conflicted with some of their favorite artists um, with their personal lives, and um, and then some of the art that they have put out that it, they have grown to love. Um, did I did I uh, kind of sum that up pretty accurately, Jen? Absolutely. I feel like so many people I know are really struggling with it, and me too. You know, there are so many people that I absolutely love. Some of my favorite artists, favorite musicians, favorite writers ends up they're just complete assholes <laughs> or they have some real you know fundamental difference morally for me and and it's so hard to decide where to draw the line and it's such a fun discussion because everybody sort of comes at it in a different way and nobody's perfect and that's the thing you know I'm, I make stuff I hope people like it I also screw up all the time <laughs> so I hope people will take the stuff that I make and, and kind of forgive me from my from my mistakes but you know how big of a mistake can you forgive does it like you know scale with art if somebody's really amazing at, at art are they could they be a slightly bigger asshole than somebody who's just kind of okay <laughs> no that's a fair point um, no that's a great point I, 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 I'm the same way for me it's more about mu- uh, certain musicians and different bands um, I struggle mm-hmm. with because of either their political um, views or what they have done or some kind of controversy that they've been caught up in in their um, uh, in their in their personal lives and then they and then they put out a, an amazing album and you want to love the album but at the same time you know that guy that's singing this or playing this song uh, did something atrocious like in his personal life. And it's really hard to separate that feeling of just enjoying the songs for what they are, which is, you know, the song, the art, whatever. And then thinking you may like this, but you don't like that, that what that guy has done. Yeah. Uh, Dan, what yeah, do you think? And it's also always a process too, right? It's always like, 
you you like watch a movie or a TV show or, or or whatever, and then you you either come across it on some you know news media outlet, or you're you're like looking into this person's past, and you have like the son of a bitch moment. You know what I mean? Like yep. And like like I was saying, it's like oh man, this is why we can't have nice things. Because uh, my uh, most 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 recent for me was uh, Jonathan Majors of uh, let's say Creed Three, Ant Man, Quantum Mania, um, fame. Um, he was Kang the Conqueror in Ant Man, and, yep. and the antagonist in in Creed. And it's just like son of a it's like son of a bitch. Like he's a really fucking good actor, and you're just like, well. I don't know. It's just like, I mean, I mean it, you just got to like kind of divorce yourself in your brain of like, well, these are actors, you know, like they act like different characters than they actually are. Sometimes that person is a douchebag. Um, yeah. Like, and, and the most interesting thing was uh, he was the, the main character in Lovecraft Country. Uh, and it's oh, kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Main character almost almost the first scene in the first episode is him talking about that exact thing because you know let's let's be honest hp lovecraft was a wild racist even for his time um and you know they're in the back of the bus because this is 1960s america and they're they're the person that he was talking to was also black and they're like she was like how can you read that and he's basically goes down the whole like you know just because i don't agree with the artist doesn't mean I can't enjoy what they do. And you're just like, man, I I understand that now with you, John. Like <laughs> and and it's it's one of those things too. It's just like with this with this culture, I mean, you know, you're gonna say it cancel culture is big is the term now. You know, innocent until proven guilty, right? But I mean and he hasn't been uh, he hasn't been charged like the the verdict is still out on that, but the evidence right now is pretty compelling against him that it's he got arrested for a domestic assault charge and you're just like oh man he beats on his partner great you know yeah uh, and it just comes down to like how you want to handle that moving forward like do you say fuck it and and pay for their stuff because you just want to see you know you respect their talent or do you uh take a middle ground and you pirate it because there's some people that have written things that i really like that i will not buy any more of what they make because it turns out they're garbage people and I don't want to support that. <laughs> yep. I agree with that completely, actually. Jen, what's one for you? So my favorite band forever was, unironically, Led Zeppelin. I think they're wonderful. My God, what a terrible band. They stole other music. They didn't pay people. They sued people for stealing their music, which is hilarious. And they also uh, really liked very young girls. Mm. And they sing freaking so many songs about that. Um, and the more... Like, they, I listen to classic rock during the day, and, they, you know, they play a lot of Led Zeppelin, and there are so many songs about, like, sexy little girls. It's so gross, and it is so hard to not hate them for it, so I, like, you know, skip over them, but then, man, it sucks, because I love so many of their songs, like, When the Levee Breaks is a wonderful cover of that song. Holy crap, I never, I'm, I'm a big fan of Led Zeppelin, too, but yep. I never really realized, you're right, I think the 80s had in general can we i mean this is something i don't know if we talked about really i might say talk like i mean society like people were just you know whatever like we're whatever but the 80s actually has a lot of songs that has a lot that they sing a lot about young girls 
Ooh, there are so many 70s and 80s but even yeah. younger than that like sexy and 17 and yeah there's so many gross songs about little girls yeah i mean I you can go God. you can go the other direction too there's always hot for teacher true there is. i prefer that <laughs> being teacher age as i am yeah <laughs> stacy's mom that's fine objectify older ladies please right. we need it <laughs> Yeah, they're, more, yeah. they're more capable of handling themselves <laughs> exactly no you're right that's um yeah i never really realized that um that's pretty crazy for me it's um if we're going with musicians for me it's uh queen the front man for uh queens oh, of stone age yeah. um he's uh <laughs> he's a real treat um yeah it's like i think his name is joshua home is, is i think is his name but um but uh, he's done everything, man. He's done. He's called people like gay people. The, the you know, they're what they don't prefer to be called. Um, <laughs> straight to their face. He's gotten drunk and done some really lewd and horrible things. I mean, a lot of it is rock and roll. When you come, when you talk about like you know getting drunk and you know and the drugs and things like that. But you know how you conduct yourself in front of your fans and on camera and to the public view. I think really kind of says a lot for your character too. And so, and that's where it was for me. Um, you know, it was when he finally, he was like, uh, he was beating his wife, I think it was, and or his girlfriend at the time, I can't remember which. It was another, she, um, I can't remember her name, but she's in another band. And he eventually came out and said, yeah, he did kick her once or something like that. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, it's like, if you're gonna, I was just like, if you did it, just admit to it. Like, people already think you did it. Everyone already thinks it's as worse as it's going to be. By you putting the visual that you just kicked her one time isn't going to be a clue. Well, it's not that bad. Only you one know? time. Only, only in the knee. <laughs> like, right, yeah. Oh. With, you kicked her once. That's with so your bad. leg? Yeah, just with the leg. <laughs> it's like, how with any other body part? You know, it's like, it's weird. And it's just like, okay, that's whatever the case may be. But... I really, really, I really, really enjoyed Queens of the Stone Age, um, oh. and that was like one of my that was that was a that was a band that I was really hardcore getting into. And then once all that kind of came out, I was like, uh, like Dan said, Dan put it really, really well, where you just kind of have that moment where you're like, ah, oh, shit, you know, yeah. it's like why? It's like why can't you just be fucking cool, like and just write cool music and and uh, you know play cool music and just you know do and just be like normal you know and have like normal interests and hobbies you know yeah not be not be a complete and total garbage person you know so there's sort but. of like two struggles for me one is you know appreciating people's art but then also it, sometimes it's hard to listen to a song knowing something somebody did or read a book knowing something somebody did or watch a movie knowing that the director is is gross you know or like you know yeah so like it actually it definitely diminishes the enjoyment for me for a lot of things and it's it's a lot of really specific things things like domestic abuse i really just you know once you know it you can't get around it and enjoy yeah. something somebody's done or or something if they've hurt a kid ugh, no exactly too. Yeah, and like exactly. so i feel like you know i don't even want to appreciate their art <laughs> i just want them to go away <laughs> And um, like even even so much as it, they don't even have to be completely horrible, they can just ruin it for you. Like in in a sense, like when I talk about that, I talk about you know when we talk about the Star Wars um, universe and when he when Star Wars first came out, you know the Force was this magical um, thing that came from space. It was space magic. It was literally space magic, and 
you know, some only so many people can hone into it. And then it he wrote in that it was um, that cell. I can't remember what what, what it's called. Oh, mid uh, midichlorian, sir. You're a terrible mid nerd. Midichlorian. <laughs> thank you. Um, I am a whore. I just couldn't remember. My brain shut down. Like it was like I was trying to block out the memory. They will. They will come but, for you. They will know. <laughs> George Lucas will come for me. <laughs> the George. Like, oh, I, uh, I saw that. Um... So it's that you didn't know what midichlorians meant, Nick, and you're like George Lucas, and he's like, and he's, he's like, get him, and then you know, two Jar Jar thugs come in and beat the crap out of you. He's like, he's like, my uh, my habit is my hobby is listening to unknown podcasts, and I just pictures. <laughs> but it just so happened I was in Pease for Pennsylvania, and I found I found yours. <laughs> Look neat. Turns out you're an asshole. <laughs> like, oh, well, yep, yep. <laughs> well. Um, anyway, so no, it just you know it kind of ruined it, right? After after the after that mystery was out of the bag, right, and there was a, a an explanation for it, it ruined it for thousands of fans, right? Like they just, I remember the backlash for that. People were so upset about it, and it was and it was you know, in, in all honesty, had he introduced it in the first in the first movie, would it have been that big of a deal at this point? At that point, you know what I mean, or is it because people wanted it so bad to be something else? And well, that's and, and, and yeah. that's, a, that's a product. It's a, that's an interesting interesting scenario you bring up because that's like a product of like if you go into the background of, of how Star Wars was made, like the original, like mm -hmm. A New Hope back in the seventies, and it's just like. It's interesting because they were working within the limitations of what they had because they weren't this billion dollar industry. And right. it is just like, like there's one point in time, I think Han Solo was either like an alien or a robot or something like that. And all kinds of other stuff that just had to cut because they didn't have the, the budget for it. And it, I, th I think is is a better, is a better movie because of it. Um, now I you agree, fast forward yeah. to the prequel episodes and it's just like, they have all the money in the world. There hasn't been a Star Wars movie in over a decade. And and George <laughs> Lucas has all this power and nobody can say, tell him no. Unrestrained art. And George Lucas, Lucas probably shouldn't write a script, but I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I just found uh, a... a a meme online that is midichlorians the answer you didn't want to the question you didn't ask i feel like yeah, that right. sums it up really well <laughs> yeah it really does and and it kind of and everyone really had a lot of backlash to him about it but unfortunately when you get as big as that is you know he may not have been a wife beater or he may not have had you know whatever he may not have done any type of domestic abuse you know child abuse or whatever but he did do something to his fan base where, you know, he was very, if I remember correctly, he had a big attitude about it too. Like, it's my universe. I'm going to do what I want with it. And that on its own was like um, what ruined it for a lot of fans. So having that sense of entitlement and that, ego, that egotistical kind of take on why he did it and justification for doing it. You know, it, I think that ruined. Like I said, I think that ruined it for a lot of people. Um, I, I think. You it, know what to ask you guys about? Like, what about somebody who's just an asshole? <laughs> like, right. like, do they ruin it for you? Um, oh, we're talking about the. Uh, let's say, uh, oh fuck, what's his name? Tony Danza. Uh, is he an asshole? 
I'm I just I just saw a news story where Tony Danza um, was kind of a jerk to like a, a oh. news reporter, and he seems so lovable oh, yeah. that it was like, oh, yeah. oh Tony oh, Danza. No. Oh no, he punch, he's like Russell Crowe. He fights everybody, man. Oh, like, he's so sad. He, was he so punches it. There's oh man, there's YouTube videos. You, you guys need to check it out, and our listeners as well. Definitely check out Tony Danza punching somebody out. In fact, one of the um, one of the interviews I remember watching, he talks about like he was saying like yeah, in the old neighborhood, if someone uh, messes with you, you hit him right here in the jaw. We call it the lights out button. <laughs> yeah. So he yeah. talks about like punching some dude, like where to hit him in the in the jaw. And uh, yeah, where you can just kind of light, you know, knock him out. And so, but then again, that may be where he came from, you know, where he grew up. You might, I don't know where he grew up. I want to say, you know, I don't want to be somewhere in New York, New uh, Jersey, yeah, or whatever, New Jersey, New York, maybe yeah. Philadelphia. Like I don't, I don't um, know. Like, well, I think you, you kind of like, you kind of like, happen upon something there where it's just like being a great asshole seems to be the exception. If you're really talented. People will put up a lot of shit if you can make them money, um, because one of them is the person I was thinking of earlier was Klaus Kinski. If you uh, ever fucking Google that dude, holy shit! Like he would like I forget what movie it was, but there's a director he's talking about it. He's like, you know, he goes, I go up on set, everybody's ready, he say, I say action, and then like that, just the director saying action, doing his job. Klinsky rants at him like hardcore like action 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 every day you say action it's like you you don't say action i go when i want to go and he did the same thing when the director said cut the next day or something like that it's like there's there's famous uh arguments between him and uh, i'm gonna gonna google it but it's just like they were doing a movie where i think they were like pulling a boat over a hill I think that was like the whole conceit of the movie and it was just like they were filming on location in the i believe the amazon i'm getting all these details wrong i know i am but Ooh. like they were filming with some the, they were filming with some of the natives and and some of the natives pulled the the director side like listen we can make this guy disappear if you want us to <laughs> like <laughs> that's fantastic it's yeah a, it's a nat- the natives are all like hitmen like we know like, we see how and, much of a jerk this guy is i, I think it was with. something about their culture if you were like a great asshole you were ostracized you were not allowed to be part of the community. like oh, you wow. weren't you're more of a hindrance than a help you weren't contributing commute to community yeah oh it's a uh, warner herzog who you're thinking yep, warner herzog. Fitz yeah, okay, yep. Fitzgerald. yep that's the movie and and they they made a bunch of movies together and it was just like um it was amazing. It's it, yeah, you're right. How could I forget Werner Herzog? But I'm 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 a terrible cinephile. Uh, <laughs> I will leave. I will leave this podcast and never return. Um, yeah, because that's starting your we're, gray and scarf. Yeah, you know, that because that's what we promote on our show that our 100 percent accuracy and everything that right. we talk about. On here. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you're keeping that standard because there has to be. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be something. I got to do it. I said intellectual some... discourse. That's right. But talking about a, actors, he was, um, a, he was a great character actor of his generation, like a really good actor. Yeah, and people talk, put up. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, talking about actors, didn't uh, wasn't, didn't Christian Bale get into some some stuff like he, that where he, where he was just being uh, he was being real shitty to one of the directors? Yeah, it was a lighting guy. It was a lighting technician, and. Yeah. Um, 
and it was it's interesting hearing both sides of that story i've, I've heard people condemn or and or say at least they understand why he did because it was just like one of those things where it just wasn't like the it wasn't the first time this dude was screwing up it was like the fourth or fifth time and he just had it and somebody just to be standing around the recorder and there's i've heard other actors in the industry say yeah i've gone off on text before because it's just like you're trying to get your job done like you're in the moment and this one person just keeps fucking it up and and like fucking it up for everybody else um I mean, I've never worked in that industry, so I can't really weigh in on any way. I can just say what I heard from that audio clip. I definitely have. And it seemed to be there was a guy walking in his line of sight when he was trying to focus and remember his lines and, you know, put a good performance forth. But I feel like there were there had to have been other ways to solve that problem. Like the minute he's like, "Um, this guy's is is in my way. He keeps walking and I keep having like pulling my eyes toward him, which will look bad on camera and I forget my lines. There are so many ways to get around that. Like give him something physical to focus on, put someone in between it, put something like there had to be some way to solve that problem so that it didn't get to that point. I wish right. I would have known the context of it because I, I'm a producer mostly. And I, I feel like somebody should have solved that problem before it got huge. Or, or, or just remove the guy. Yeah. If it's well, possible. He was some sort of, of lighting tech. I'm assuming he was yeah. holding or adjusting lights or something and yeah, he's getting probably. yelled at from the director saying, more light, more, more backlight, more fill, you know. <laughs> and, light. And, yeah. and then yeah. you have somebody trying to give a performance and, you know, focus on one <laughs> spot that's supposed to be somebody else and it just wasn't working. And so I feel bad for everybody involved, but I feel like somebody there should have solved that problem. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good point. Yeah, no, that's a good point. You would, you would think, and it, I, I don't know. I um I agree. I think the person just generally being a jerk. Like I I'm not a super big fan of the band Kiss, but I do enjoy Kiss. Um, like I'm not running out and buying like tons and tons of Kiss albums, right? But if, if uh, a lot of their a lot of their greatest hits, I, I you know if it comes on, I rock out to it, right? Um, but and party you know, every day, you rock out all night and party every day. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I totally do. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was that was low hanging fruit. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was fine, and uh, I would have been ashamed if no one else, if you or Jen, did not do that. So that's fine. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. All right. All uh, right. Anyway, uh, but you know, with that being said, you know, um, lead singer um, Gene Gene Simmons. Simmons. No. Yeah, Gene Simmons. Simmons. Gene Simmons. Yep. Um, he he's uh, I've been I, I've read multiple times that dude is not cool. Uh, <laughs> that from interviews to anything else like he's just really hard to, to work with he's very conceited and full of himself and so i am so you know but that didn't diminish like i hear kiss come on and do whatever i think for me what ruins it for me is the level of what they're doing um if you're just going around being a miserable jerk but you're putting out good stuff i feel like i can tolerate that a little bit more but yeah. if you're but if you're doing something like you commit murder or you are some kind of like smuggle drug mule or mm-hmm. um, you're, you know, depends you know, on something. the drug. <laughs> so, right. And, <laughs> or where they put it, there may be, there may be respect, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> instead. But yeah, you're right. But I'm just saying though, in general, if you're just, if you're, if you're part of something that is, you know, the unforgivable sin, so to speak, right? Like, that is your personal moral compass and 
that and uh, I, I think for me personally it depends on the, the weight of it, it depends on what how bad it is if it's you know if I if I find out like my favorite hockey player gets pulled over because he was you know drinking and driving yeah I'm gonna be very disappointed in him for a lot of reasons you know um, he he's he's a role model to kids because he's a professional athlete so he shouldn't be doing that oh yeah what you was know, that dude things like that, that got Where's that dude that got pulled over going like 100 miles an hour on like night road? That one isn't sports ball, dude. I forget who it was, but I'm just like, uh, <laughs> really, dude? Oh my god, how? I, how do you get up like, to that speed on that terrible road? It's just like a uh, light everything. Beep. It was, as far as I understand it, it was on the part that was going towards 279 South. Hey, everybody, we're, we're from Pittsburgh. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, and it was it was at like three in the morning. By where the eyes like used like, to be. Yeah, like where, right? Where internet, where internet down yins. Um, but yeah, it's just like, don't don't be an asshole. Like, yeah, you're probably like driving this like hundred thousand dollar car, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you saying, everybody has that line. Where, where, yeah. where, where's your line for that? My line yeah. is ninety nine miles per hour. <laughs> Over right. that. Over <laughs> that. You're right. You're, You're a, a garbage jerk. person. <laughs> get to get to jerk prison. It's a special <laughs> prison. I, I, I want to go to jerk prison. <laughs> well, it's not what you think it is, Dan. It's not that kind of jerk, sir. Um, it's not that kind of jerk prison. <laughs> I mean, it could be. It could be. You don't you know, know until you get You're there. You're a friendly guy. I'm sure you influence for good. I can show up like, hey, hey, I'm here for jerk. And they're yeah. like, yes, you Shut are. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, jerk prison sounds like an 80s prison movie. <laughs> it really yeah. does. Well, or an SNL jerk. kit. Or an SNL skit, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. Um, no, yeah, I, I get it. Um, even when you talk about some literature, right? Like, was it uh, J.K. Rowling's re- in recent? So that's what made me think of it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, she, yeah. Man, she's a she's a trash Sucks. person, isn't she? Well, that's it, it, yeah, and that's the problem with some of this too, is like they feel like they can go on a platform, say whatever they want, and if people still buy their stuff, whatever it is, it's like a form of validation for them. It doesn't matter if the people love the property. It doesn't matter if the, your beliefs aren't in your art or creation. It's just like, well, I just said this thing. This is my opinion, and and people didn't like it and canceled for it too much. So it must be all right on some level. Oh yeah, um, definitely. Like I think Kanye West kind of like uh, suffers from uh, that a lot, right? Yes. Just says he suffers from he a lot wants. of things. Yeah, he, he really does. does. But you know, he's at that point, right? He just kind of thinks he can say whatever he wants do whatever he wants and people are just he's just going to get millions and uh, millions and millions of dollars and mm-hmm. people will just and, and, and he it, does yeah and it way. right and it kind of validates his you know even though everyone says you shouldn't be like that and he's like yeah but i just made like another million dollars just standing here talking to you about how awesome i am yeah and it's mm-hmm. like yeah how do you how do you combat that right other than somehow you know protest or boycott or cancel right so this um, is we've talked about JK Rowling a lot all everybody I know and uh and I think the issue for me comes down to not the fact that she's transphobic which she is and I honestly if she said look I just don't happen to believe in it but said it in at least a, a human way but she I would like to point out that my issue and a lot of people's issues is the fact that she went after a charity 
for providing health care to people. Yeah. This charity came out yeah. and said, hey, if you menstruate, we will give you a pap smear. We don't care. We're not going to judge you. Come and we will give you health care. And she was like, and she, out of nowhere, nobody asked her, on Twitter started mocking them. And people were like, hey, dude, shut the hell up. And she doubled down on it. And she has since doubled down on it a hundred times. And she's put out bullshit studies that are absolutely largely untrue. Some of them, there are grains of truth, but I feel like she absolutely cherry picks things that support her argument. I cherry pick things that support my argument too. But I also don't think that you could like just decide that an entire group of people shouldn't be alive or should not get health care because you don't happen to agree with them. Like there's there's no argument. There are people who menstruate who identify as men, whether or not you believe in them, and if you don't believe they deserve health care, you're an asshole. <laughs> you know? That's my argument about <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, rant. <laughs> no, 100%. No, I think you said that very well. Um, you actually bring up something that I kind of wanted to, uh, I wanted to, I, I kind of wanted to put out there. Um, when talking about this in general, do you feel that once, uh, once you get to a certain degree of stardom that you have a, um, unsaid responsibility that's put on your shoulders for the platform that you now have? Mm. You should if you're a good person. Yeah. <laughs> the opposite side of this is uh, Emma Emma Watts. Uh, Hermione Emma Watson. Green. Yeah, Emma Watson. Watson. Yeah, she um, she used her platform to go in front of the, the the government and then made a had this really amazing speech about uh, feminism and uh, standing together as one as everyone deserves. Awesome, basically, and it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, and. Um, she had this amazing speech and it was pretty awesome. And, uh, it was pretty, and I, and I really, I really respected her for that. I that, love her. She, that you, and uh, a lot of artists have done that. And a lot of people have used their stardom and, um, their platform to really push a really positive message and some, a lot of positivity. Like even, um, even some, if you talk about, uh, even professional, um, athletes, there's, uh, it's very it's very common here. If you ever want to, it, it's pretty. I don't know. It's not. I don't know how well known it is. But if you ever want to meet a hockey player or a football player, I mean, going to any of the local, some of the um, hospitals here in Pittsburgh, there's a good chance you'll run into them. Especially one of the children's hospitals because they're constantly going in there. They're reading the kids. They're being a you know that vision of hope and inspiration for them. Oh, hang out at children's hospitals. Yeah, got it. <laughs> got it. Yeah, I mean, like I think it was like Troy Polamalu. That's something he did all Aww. the time. You know, he seemed um, like a nice guy. Good. I remember. Yeah, I remember reading about it. He was always like reading to you know uh, kids and uh, um, children in children's hospitals. I don't know if he did anything else. So I may be like talking this dude up, and he might have been like a real jerk later on. But this is the only good thing he did. But I don't. I don't know. But I just. I just. I'm just using this one particular instance as an example um, that. You know, he he did that on his own. He chose to do that, right? He didn't have to do it. I mean, sure, you know, it may look. You can be skeptical and say it looks good on, you know, like a, you know, first publicist and all these other things. But ultimately, he probably could have just donated money, right? He didn't have to go there physically, and he didn't have to physically sit there and bring books and read books. You know what I mean? He didn't have to do all that. I'm sure there have been ways he could have shortcutted that entire process and still made it look like he was awesome but didn't have to put his hands in it but he did he chose to he chose to go in it's like um um 
Joe Meganello uh, plays D&D with uh, children at children's hospitals a lot. I thought that was yeah. charming. There are a lot yeah, of oh, yeah. stars that do that sort of thing. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's a list. Like, I feel like everybody has, like, uh, a short list of people, celebrities, that they probably look up to that, like, if it ever comes out that they're a garbage person, it'd be devastating. Like, <laughs> yeah. Who's yours? Because I want to know. I want to know. Uh, Fred Rogers, Keanu, obviously. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Russell. Uh, um, I don't think of anything like I, I hear. I hear uh, Chris Evans is is a pretty decent, like really good human being. Like, yeah. seems like a please, nice dude. Please, yeah. Like, I'm like praying, like, just keep it up. Don't don't be a garbage person. And I realize that there's like, like, it, it sometimes makes me wonder that some of these people who are all, like everybody looks up to them, no matter you know whatever they do. Like you, you mentioned Gene Simmons you know earlier nick and it was just like you know and he might be a jerk now but was there was there a point in time where he was just like this dude who wants to be in a, a band and he just wanted to play music but like years of people just like feeding his ego was there a moment where that flips you know where like yeah. you get worn down you know what does that do to you psychologically people telling you for decades that you're the best thing on earth. See, I feel like I wonder if it's people who are secretly kind of a-holes. Like when people drink, sometimes right. you can tell what they really are like. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I wonder if it's that. Really where good at the long dark. Hide the shitty parts of themselves, and then they're like, you know what? I don't even care. I'm a millionaire. And then they let the real them out. Right. Yeah. And you know what's really interesting, too, is, um, you know, also talking about this and also bringing up another part of this is, uh, you know, band feuds, right? Where you see like two celebrities going at it, but one of the celebrities is a really decent dude and to his fans, but he's a real jerk to like, um, to, to, to other bands. Like a good example of this, um, for me was Lamb of God. I don't know if you guys are, Dan, do you like Lamb of God? I don't know if you do. I've listened to Lamb of God. I've been around you long enough. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Metal runs in my blood. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, anyway, so Randy, Randy, Randy Blythe, I think is 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 the is the is the. Oh, shit, I, I, I thought you were gonna say Randy Newman, but keep going. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> now I see him in a celebrity feud. I don't even want. I don't even want to finish my story now. That would be just be amazing right there. Randy, yeah, Randy yeah. Newman. Anyway, no. Um. So, dude, dude, uh, he put out a he he put out some really. Uh, he's not a big fan of uh, Phil Ansamo from Pantera, so he wanted the. You know, he put he actually put out a song. Uh, they put out a song that's kind of like uh, kind of a derogatory kind of like at him at uh, at the band uh, Pantera and uh, but more specifically uh, Phil Ansamo and um, the lead singer to Pantera. But at the same time, though, the same the lead singer to Lamb of God is Randy Blythe had a video came out not too long ago, lead singer of Lamb of God, and said where he, you know the woman was trying to stop him for his security pass and he was just like no i don't have it and then he was getting ready to talk to her about it and then there was somebody else that was standing there was like oh hey he's the lead singer in the lamb of god and then she was like oh my gosh i'm sorry and he goes no dude no you're cool thank you for doing your job it's awesome and he was like he like he shook her hand he was like he was super cool about it i feel like there was a lot of artists that would not have been that cool you know what i mean yeah. Um, that would have really threw a fit like you don't know who I am and just blew up all over this poor woman that was just trying to do her job and not let people backstage that shouldn't be backstage and so he he forgot it he knew he messed up and was like cool about it he's like no it's, it's alright you're doing your job I love people like you that you're doing your job it's awesome 
thank you. And it was just, that was it. It was a really good moment that, you know, that lady probably was a little embarrassed, but she probably felt really good that he validated her and was like, you know, you're whatever. But at the same time though, if you hear some of the lyrics to uh, that song, uh, the song, uh, it's something redneck and it's, and it's, um, I think it's actually called Redneck. I think it's the name of the song. But, um, and it's uh, really directed towards <laughs> Phil Anselmo. If you ever hear the lyrics to it, yeah, he has some beef. But, um, you know, but to his fans, he's super cool. Um, I don't know, do you guys, uh, does that does that bother you guys with some of the stuff that you like when it comes to either music or, I guess you can't have a writing feud, can you? You can't write a book. Oh, <laughs> you could totally write some like smack talk. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you know, if it's if it can be written down, there can be beef. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, I just think it would be funny. Like, I just published this novel that's just completely slandering this one other right. person, <laughs> and they just in turn write it. They don't actually write any like sustenance. It's just it's just them really long winded three hundred page of them just saying. Well, actually, as I'm talking, I just reminded myself I did read a celebrity beef book and. I, I I throw it all out. I read the Dustin Diamond story for Saved by the Bell. Oh, the yes. One, oh, the, one, yeah. the, one, the one he wrote himself and published himself and edited himself. Um, yeah, he had some crazy beef. <laughs> with uh, That whole book was just like slander to everyone else that was on that cast. That was pretty crazy. That book is... Well, I mean, hell, if you want to go that far. I mean, the further back you go, the more you're going to find instances of that. It's like... Like they're they're like we have like the founding fathers of the United States are just like there there's I think there's so many letters out there of them sh shit talking each other through formal yeah. like formal <laughs> letters. Good you know? day, General <laughs> Governor, blah blah blah. If that's what you say, yeah. you are. Yeah, but it's all like <laughs> real proper polite, and shit. Yeah, real are proper and and uh, super super shitty. <laughs> think of like literary feuds like Norman Mailer and Gore Vidal hated each other and Gore Vidal and Truman Capote hated each other and there's so many other ones but I'm trying to think of like a book that they wrote to mock each other and I bet there are so many uh, I'm gonna have to like I'm gonna have to yeah. research that because now uh, this sounds like a really fun thing to think about I, yeah, I just googled. I just googled what founding fathers had beef, and he brought up uh, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, that's, one yeah. Of the, yeah. that's pretty famous beef. <laughs> hey, there's a drunk yeah. history on it. Yeah. There oh was. wow, nice. Yeah. Yeah, there really was. This is sort of um, drunk history right now. Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> uh, drunk are, court events. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, we are actually uh, towards the end of the show. Um, this is where we do kind of like final thoughts. Um, that's kind of been the format. I say that like that's been our thing, but you know, we Dan and I kind of mix it up all. I the mean, time, if you so. say it long enough, it'll become a thing. Uh, yeah, it's true. It's true. Now it's a thing. Just <laughs> double down. It's a thing. Do it. No, no, it's a thing. Um, Jen, thanks for coming on the show. Um, oh, thanks thank for you. yeah. You're gonna come back on and hang out with us some more. Absolutely. Wait, cool. I had one quote I wanted to bring up. I completely forgot about. So this Gauguin, Paul Gauguin, the painter, went to Tahiti and used his wealth and power to sleep with lots of very young Tahitian girls, which is mm. a shitty thing. And the Tate Modern put on a show of his work, and the guy who ran it, Vincente Todoli, um, said, uh, once an artist creates something, it doesn't belong to the artist anymore, it belongs to the world. And I love that, because like, like Harry Potter, like so many people 
put so much into that. It's so much bigger than one person now that I love that. I love, and I hope that anything I make is bigger than me, you know? So I, I love that thought and I hope it's kind of a hopeful way of looking at it. Yeah. That is yeah. actually incredibly well said. Yeah. That really helps. That really helps um, separating the horrible things that people have done. But still don't like give Kanye any money. <laughs> For real. Seriously. Um, you don't need Yeezys that bad. That's true. Dan, anything else you want to say, sir? I, even though Kevin Spacey's a D-bag, I will still watch <laughs> Seven. That doesn't mean I'm going to go to any of his new movies if he's still making yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of there too with Mr. Spacey. I was very disappointed with him, but you know, what are you gonna do? You don't know the people until something comes out, right? Right. Um. Yeah, that's it for me. Um. That's all the time we have for Midnight Table Talk. Again, Jen, thanks for coming on. Dan, always thank, thank you. Titties. There it is. <laughs> there. There Got it, it is. Got, Got it again. Got it again. Please, the man. Oh, jeez. <laughs>